The Torah content for this week has been sponsored by Judah and Naomi Dardik in honor of Rabbi Moskowitz's second yard site and in appreciation for all those whose love of Torah and excitement for ideas shines in their teaching. Okay, so we are we we did a high bottom Satsmo, but I want to just say back here on on Zion Hay, just a basic point, which for some reason I missed out on for like many years. I'll ask you and see if you guys also missed out on it. So Komi Shalom Divine Pesach. Um sorry, the Pesach Matu Umara. Right. Pesach al Shem So my question is, how would you translate that line? Pesach al Shem. Uh, how would you translate Shepasach Ahamakum Albate Avasin Bim Mitzrayim? Okay. So we got one passed over. He entered our houses? I think we did, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. My understanding of Pesach or Pesach is either opening. No, that, that's that's Patach. That's not what this, we're talking about the holiday. Or the uh, Korban. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, it's a Passover. That's all okay, I so th- that's the unfortunate thing is that the holiday got called uh, Passover, and that's a, a bad translation. Okay, it's not bad; it's just inaccurate. Okay, so there's two. There's two translations. All right, and then, um, one of them is uh, stated in Rashi. Okay. Um, uh, I feel like we should really know it. <laughs> yeah, uh, if I could find it. Um, oh, I'm in the wrong parak. Yudbez Yudalf. I think that's the first time Pesach is mentioned. Vakaha Taklo Oso. This is how you should eat it. Mosnechem Chagurim, your, your loins girded it. Nalechem Braglechem, your sandals on your feet. Malkelchem Biadchem, and your staff in your hands. Dalchotem Oso Bachit Bazon. You should eat it in haste. Pesachu Lashan. Okay. So Rashi says Pesachu. Hakorban Kari Pesach Al Shem Hadilug. Okay. That's not. Oh uh, no, it is. It is. I'll tell you. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you why. And I, again, this is another shear I remember from Rabbi Gover during my Gears of the Yankusa phase. You know, they gave a shear on this and, and stick in my head. So Diluk is um, is jumping or skipping. Okay. okay. God skipped over the houses of the Bnei Israel that were between the Bati Mitzrayim. The Kofet mi Mitzri Lemitzrim Lemitzrim. I think our, our gear says Mitzri Lemitzri. Yeah, okay, fine. He jumped, he skipped from Mitzri to Mitzri of Israel inside Nimlat, and the Jews in between escaped. You should do all of your avodos in a manner of skipping and jumping. Zecher le. Zecher Lishmo Shakori Pesach, as a remembrance for the, its name, which is called Pesach. Vagambalaz Pashka Lashem Psia. Okay, let's see what this Pashka is. Sounds like a Russian uh, nickname. Or Pushka, yeah. Springing. In order of Paskua, the term for the Passover is stepping over. Yeah. So, what's the difference between Passover and skip over? Well, Passover seems like Passover, and skipping is intentional. Okay, yeah, right. So, so Passover could just mean like, I could pass like the, the the planes with JFK pass over us. They're not skipping over. Skipping is like duck duck goose. Like you were going to be targeted and you were skipped. And that's the whole idea of the korban is that because we did the avodas of Pesach. Uh, okay, I don't think that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, whatever. I don't think Passover has a meaning of like going to Okay, you you can be inaccurate. You can be less uh, no <laughs> no. But then the, yeah, it should be called skip over. Yeah. Um, yeah, Joseph. Well, just saying, skip, 
Doesn't have a certain jolly connotation. <laughs> well, okay. So, so it also it, in other places it also means to limp because it really means because how long will you uh, straddle both sides of the fence? I think pisef literally means uneven. Let's see, Passover. Okay. <laughs> well, they're also wrong. No. Um, uh, where is it though? Uh, oh no, this is only talking about Pesach. That's why. If I if you look at for example, poschim. Uh, t- um, uh, I'll, you know what I'm talking about? The, the, this is by Eliyahu and Avi with, uh, with the Har Karmel. Har Karmel ball. Yeah. Um, Priest of Ball. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Malachim 1, 18 and 21. Da, da, da. Uh, let's see what it says there. Poschim means to pass or spring over, to limp to fall and to be made limping. They went limping, uh, uh, like hobbling. Yeah. So it does imply an uneven, an unevenness. Whereas I don't think you get that connotation with the, um, with Passover. Yeah. Yosef. Oh no. Okay. All right. But then this, what's the second interpretation is the Targum, which this is why I'm shocked that I've missed this for so many years. Anyone know how the Targum translates? Uh, okay. So it says, um, uh, oh, so here it just translates it in Hebrew. But if you look at when it actually describes God skipping over, oh yeah, here we go. I will see the blood and I will skip over you. I will have mercy on you. So Pesach means mercy or pity. Okay, and then similarly, uh, it says it a second time. In um uh No, he probably says Pisca there. Yeah, Pisca. Oh, then here we go. skip over the Pesach. Um God will have mercy on the on the door. Okay. So um yeah. So just basic thing, Pesach means skipping over or means mercy, okay? And I was reminded of this because I was going through for trying to figure out our place today, and I saw that in the Makbili, he says Pesach, he says Dileg o Hamal, uh. right? It means to skip over, it means to have mercy. And I was like, what? Mercy? And then I remembered that it means mercy. So I feel like it's one of those things where, like, if you don't know the basic meaning, like, if you ask, you know, hopefully every Jew knows what Purim means because it says in the Megillah it means the lottery, you know? But if you don't think about the fact that the holiday means lottery, like you're missing out on a big theme because that's what the holiday is called. Here, the holiday is called, or the, the Corbin is called skip over, and it's also called mercy, you know? So I feel like that's something we should be aware of, yeah. I mean, kind of like what Khan was saying, I feel like skip and pass over can be used interchangeably. Okay, look, you guys can be imprecise. I, I let you be imprecise, it's fine. That's very, that's yeah, mercy is very different, yeah. Yeah, you know what Overlook. Okay, overlook is a good question because, okay, I would say overlook, first of all, is not a good translation because that has to do with perception, not a, you know, but I also would think that not only is it a bad translation, but it also I think gives wrong idea because overlook is like what we want God to do with our Averos, but that's not why he skipped over us. We he skipped over us because we did Avoda, you know, Avoda Sashem, and we made ourselves worthy to be redeemed by connecting to the bris of the Avos and rejecting of the Zara. What's the idea of mercy? 
and, so, and annoying. <laughs> yeah, so I think the idea of um, there's a great midrash, and I just don't know where it is. So let me see if I can find it. Halalu Uvde Avodazara. I think if I can't find it, I'll paraphrase it and I'll, I'll try to find the quote tomorrow. Uh-huh. Um, this is not looking promising. Let's see. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe this is it. Well, it's in Midrash Tale, and that's not where I saw it, definitely. Um, uh, all right, maybe this is a version of it. Um, well, there's something where, like, the angels are talking about tell, trying to convince God, why are you saving these people uh, like, and, and, and they say like about the midstream and the Jews, well, these guys are Avodazar and these guys are Avodazar, you know? So, um, so we are, we're really deserving of being, uh, you know, Oh, actually, you know, here, here's a better, here, here's a better source. This is also from Rabbi Gilbert's here from 2003. Um, uh, there's a Rashi. Yeah. <laughs> were you babies or were you non-existent? I was, oh, I was three. Oh, you're three. Okay. All right. Um, Let's see. <laughs> Let's see, Ellen. Masia. Two thousand three. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So So it should be for you as a safeguarding. So this is talking about like guarding the actual animal until from the 10th until the 14th of the month. And you, they shall shecht it, uh, the entire congregation of the assembly of Israel in the afternoon. So Rashi says, um, so they need to inspect it. So that's how he's learning Mishmeres. Uh, so they needed um, four days of investigating it for blemishes before the shechita. Um, why did they have to take it four days before the Shrita, Masha Lotziva came to Pesach Doros, which you don't have to do for the Pesach for all generations. You could just get it that day. Hayo Rabbi Masim and Cheresh Omer. So Rabbi Masim and Cheresh says, Harihu Omer, it says, in Yechezkov, Evor Alaif, Be'erech, Bine, Itcha, Ezdodim. So this is in that, there's a whole long Masha in Yechezkov where this guy finds this like bloody uh, baby, uh, uh, like wallowing in its own blood. And then he takes it and like he, it's very weird. He like raises her into like an adult, but he never cleans her off. Uh, and then like, um, and it's always like his relationship with her and it's like a muscle for the Jews and, and, and God. So, so, and every aspect of the muscle is like interpreted for a stage of cholesterol development. So in this stage, it says, I passed over you and I saw you and it was a time of belovedness. So what does that mean? The time arrived to fulfill the oath that to Avraham, that I, God, would redeem his, his children. But they did not have in their hand mitzvos to be involved in so that they could be redeemed. It says, it says in that marshal, you were naked and bare, which means you were naked of mitzvos. I gave you two mitzvos, uh, the blood of Pesach and the blood of Mila, that they circumcised themselves that, that night. In the same marshal, they were wallowing their blood. It's funny how the psalm go in reverse order, eight, seven, six. Bishne damim in both of their bloods. Also says, I have... Um, uh, 
you are also in the blood of your covenant. I have sent you out of the pit, uh, the, the bindings of the pit. They were steeped in a vodazara. So he told them, Mishchu, uh, withdraw. Withdraw your hands from the vodazara. And take for yourselves a sheep of mitzvah. So the idea that Rabbi Gober wanted to bring out is, I mean, I think the when you when you first like are a kid and you learn that God promised to take uh, promised Avram to take his kids out, then you assume that that means that he's going to take them out no matter what, right? And then you get the more sophisticated idea of how God's promises work, that you need to be on the level of Hashgacha to merit being taken out. And if you're not, then he's not going to take you out. But because he made a bris to Avraham, then the Jews were not on the level to be redeemed. So he gave them the two mitzvos that would assured that they were on the level to be taken out. And that is Brismila and Pesach. And then that made them worthy, but it's mercy because without those mitzvos, they would just be no different than the Mitzrayim. And, uh, and this is the thing, th- this was the cause of God having mercy on them, you know, that they, that they at least made themselves, they differentiated themselves from the uh, Avodah Zarah enough to be able to like, you know, reject it and then be uh, a connect to Avraham Avinu's value system. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. This ended up being a Rashi because, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, sure. But okay. We can, we can at least read the Halachos for tomorrow. So Rambam, we were up to, um, Okay. In every generation, a person is obligated to, so the way we learned it is see oneself to the point where it's visibly manifest that uh, he himself went out now from the Shibu Mitzrayim. As it says, it says that you took us out from there. Um, oh, I have to, I have to say what we said this morning before Mishle that uh, Sean was talking about a continuation of our Q&A on Friday about the Lush and Hara discussion. And we're talking about Lush and Hara. And Ariel said, like, I feel so sorry for non-Jews, you know, that like, they just don't have halacha to like, you know, guide them to all these ideas of perfection. It was just one of those like moments of just natural, like, you know, and I mentioned what we talked about here in the, um, when we're doing the, the mitzvah to say of uh, seaport is that it has to culminate in a natural halal, you know, and this is part of it that like, unless you see the events of God taking out your forefathers as being directly connected to you getting the Torah, then you're not gonna really have that halal. Like, so you have to like, you know, you have to picture what your life would be without Torah and mitzvos. And then recognize that because God took them out and gave them the Torah, then you have it now. That's like, that's what leads to the Hodah. So like that, this, this step of seeing yourself uh, as though you were personally taken out of uh, slavery is like a critical thing for getting that natural uh, uh, Hodah. Regarding this, it was commanded in the Torah, you should remember that you were a servant, Klomar, or a slave, Klomar, as if you yourself were a slave and you went out to freedom and you were redeemed. Um, okay, I got it. Okay, when that, you want to see the best definition of chairs I've seen? Answer yes. Yeah. Um, there's this. Uh, so there's this. Um, we'll, 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 we won't go on the wrong today. We'll just do, we'll end with this. Um, everyone needs to be aware of this uh, thing. Okay, so the sixth pericopirki avos, which doesn't really exist. Right. Um, so there, there's there's only five program of Pirkei Avos, but they added a sixth one that they just uh, it's from Brysos and Avos to Rabbi Nassan. So it's not actually Mishnah, but because of the minhag to read Pirkei Avos from Pesach to Shavuos, 
um, then you, you you have the week of Pesach and then you have six five weeks. We need one more, so like they added uh, an extra thing to like. A, uh, I don't know when this happened. Probably I think like uh, probably like Gonim or Rishonim. Okay. Um. So they, they they publish it there. So there's this uh, this brisa that says. Okay, so plain shot is the tablets were the work of God, and the writing was a writing of God, charus al haluchos, inscribed or chiseled into the luchos. Al tikri charus elacherus. You should not read in uh, in uh, engraved elacherus, but freedom. Shein lecha ben chorin elamisha osip gatama Torah. There's no such thing as a free person except one who's involved in Torah. So the question is, what's the idea there? That there's no freedom except for someone who's involved in Torah. What would you say just offhand? Uh, yeah, Yosef? Free from yourself. Like I think called more or less a older meaning of the word liberty. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's actually a good connection. Yeah. I would say free in the sense of like uh, being able to live in line with one's nature. Like that's what free is, meaning like, so like something that is imprisoned or trapped. Is something that's okay. not allowed to access its own. Okay, own I, I think you are both right because I think that is the idea of the freedom. So, best one to say it is the uh, the Abravanel. So uh, on, on Pierre Carlos, he says. So this is this is my favorite thing. He says like this. So this is like what Aristotle explained. I assume that's the philosoph. Subjugating yourself to religion is not subjugation. but it is cares. I don't think I ourselves talking about Judaism, but uh, I think he's a system. Okay, but Lafisha Hadas Fahan Hagasa, because the religion and its practice, Mivim Hadam El Hashlemus Hamidosi, it brings you to uh, ethical or a freedom of Mido, perfection of Midos, Valios Sichlo Ben Horin Vlo Ebed Tavosav, makes your intellect free and not a slave to your desires. So that's the idea of that you're saying of the true self is no longer shackled. And that's also the idea of the classical idea of liberty, like Yosef was saying, which is that you are uh, free to be an independent thinker and chooser, you know, uh, and not a slave to society or, or its values or whatever. So earlier it calls someone who does not involve himself in Torah as, as like a reject, like rejected. He says, don't think that the guy's rejected and free. Okay. Don't think that this guy is free because he can follow his taivas. That's not the case. There's no free person except for one who's involved in Torah. Torah guides you to perfection. And Torah will make you free and not a slave to your desires. Okay, I think he just goes and explains the drasha. But I think that's like the clearest expression in Rishonim I've seen about like how Torah leads to freedom. Uh, he's in the Rishon Club. Yeah, I put him in the Rishon Club. He's, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, he doesn't write like a Rishon, but he thinks like a Rishon. Yeah. Anyway, all right, so that's that. All right, so I guess tomorrow we can get Blinetter to the... Uh, uh, Heseva and uh, Arbacosos. Yep. Okay. Very good. All right. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. See you.
If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewos at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.